Welcome to the CME CE Podcast, Let's Talk MRSA, 20 Frequently Asked Questions. Please review the complete CME CE information at www.mrsa20faqs.com. This podcast is designed to clarify frequently asked questions in serious MRSA infections that pose a threat to patient safety and add to the healthcare burden. Episodes released weekly are structured into four learning modules. Learners can apply for credit after reviewing each learning module. This is the second learning module, Optimized Use of Vancomycin. There are four episodes in this learning module. This is the second episode. In this episode, Dr. Scott Misek from Barnes Jewish Hospital in St. Louis, Missouri, shares his clinical experience. Thank you, Dr. Misek, for joining us once again. Now, in a previous discussion, we talked about optimal dosing of vancomycin to treat MRSA infections. In this episode, we would like to touch on vancomycin therapeutic drug monitoring. As we mentioned previously, guidelines were released in 2009 by ASHP, IDSA, and SIDP that focused on vancomycin therapeutic drug monitoring. Dr. Misa, can you give us a brief overview of what the guidelines recommend for vancomycin therapeutic monitoring? Sure. Uh, What is recommended is, first and foremost, that we measure trough serum vancomycin concentrations Uh, mainly as a modality to uh, evaluate and monitor for efficacy of different infections. Um, There are a number of times that we should do this during the course of treatment, but I think the most important one is uh, just prior to steady state conditions, which in most patients, particularly those with normally functioning kidneys, will be just before that fourth dose of treatment. Okay. And can you describe some of the patient factors that can impact vancomycin pharmacokinetics? Absolutely. I think, you know, the most important one, of course, is a patient's renal function. Uh, As that function declines, the elimination of vancomycin is altered such that uh, um, we may see different trough concentrations. Uh, And obviously, the vancomycin dosing in those patients needs to be adjusted accordingly, often empirically up front before the monitoring of those vancomycin trough concentrations. Okay. And I think you mentioned this a little bit in the uh, previous discussion, but are there any drug-drug con- uh, interactions that can affect pharmacokinetics? Well, I think the important ones are whenever you're using concomitant nephrotoxins. You know, in the critically ill population, oftentimes we'll see transplant patients, uh, drugs such as the calcineurin inhibitors, which can cause nephrotoxicity. Changes in renal function in critically ill patients are important to evaluate for. We'll oftentimes empirically treat these patients uh, for a a broad spectrum of pathogens, including gram-negatives. And in our treatment algorithms, we'll often use aminoglycoside concomitantly with beta-lactams. And, of course, those aminoglycosides are, are certainly recognized to cause nephrotoxicity. You know, the other drug combinations in the critically ill population, again, I'll focus in on those for the time being. Uh, In these patients, we're oftentimes trying to diurese these patients with agents such as loop diuretics. Uh, Anytime that you're using those agents, um, you can have changes in renal function and alterations in vancomycin elimination as well. Okay, so it seems like there are a lot of factors that could influence uh, vancomycin pharmacokinetics. Um, because of that, is monitoring recommended for all patients taking vancomycin? You know, I would recommend at least for the acute infection, 
um, measuring serum concentrations, trough concentrations, at least once per week. Um, and of course, we're targeting a trough generally at the level of 15 to 20 milligrams per liter. Um, patients that are on prolonged courses with stable kidney function that may be um, extended to maybe every 10 days or 14 days, but really once weekly monitoring is what is recommended in, in patients with stable function, uh, stable clinical course uh, from a, a hemodynamic standpoint, and so on. Okay. And so what, what do you think are some of the key challenges or barriers we're trying to adhere to the guideline recommendations related to therapeutic drug monitoring in the hospital setting? Well, I, I think it's always important to communicate what you're trying to accomplish with the serum concentration monitoring. Uh, for example, when I'm rounding with my physician team and, and a team of nurses in the medical ICU, uh, you know, it's, it's almost commonplace to, if some, to have someone draw a vancomycin trough concentration or what's thought to be a trough concentration in all these patients. But, in fact, um, that's oftentimes a, an error, a laboratory error in how we draw those. Um, you know, what is recommended really is to draw a concentration at least 30 minutes prior to that vancomycin dose at which you're uh, achieving a steady state concentration. And for the most part, in most patients, that's generally before the fourth dose of therapy. Now, what oftentimes what we'll see are um, concentrations that are drawn at random. Perhaps they're with uh, laboratories that are drawn on a daily um, basis in the morning but not associated with the timing of the dose. Uh, so as I started out in the answer to this question, I think it's imperative that, one, you communicate with the physician why you want this to be monitored, and oftentimes it's to achieve or to uh, monitor for efficacy. And then, two, to communicate with the nurse on the timing of when to draw those. So really, that's the biggest barrier, getting the information that you desire really from a timing standpoint with the, obtaining those concentrations. Okay. Um, so, so communication seems to be a big uh, um, one way to try to overcome these barriers. Are, are there other uh, tactics that can be used to overcome barriers to try to adhere to these guideline recommendations? Well, I think in places that have uh, um, computerized physician order entry, that have pharmacokinetic uh, services often um, led by clinical pharmacists. I think that's a, a key area of um, vancomycin monitoring is have, having someone that takes a leadership role. Through physician order entry, you can have prompts built into your system, sort of a clinical decision support system that um, will alert the physician, will alert the nurse on the appropriate time when to obtain these concentrations. Uh, certainly that would be when you'd have the first um, steady-state concentration, uh, perhaps it's with changes in renal function where you need to monitor this more frequently, particularly in critically ill patients who are having hemodynamic changes or having uh, fluctuations in their renal function. And then along with that, uh, short of those computerized clinical support models, having a uh, human pharmacokinetic service uh, with pharmacists um, pharmacy residents, perhaps pharmacy students, uh, paying close attention to those patients, particularly the critically ill, 
that are being treated with vancomycin. Great. Well, thank you, Dr. Misek, for sharing your insights on this important topic. Please join us again for additional discussions on the optimal use of vancomycin. Thank you.